Hey guys, this is Steven, and I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is Anchor. Anchor is free and super user friendly, as well as it is a platform that distributes each episode to all the streaming platforms that you love, such as iTunes, Spotify, and many more. Last but not least, it also has all the tools in the app itself to help you start your own podcast today. So start your very own podcast today by downloading the Anchor app that is free as well as you can go to anchor.fm to get started today on your amazing podcast you've been waiting on to do for so long. Thanks, guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Point Life PDX podcast. Today, we get to interview our one and only Amber O'Brien. She is a mom. She's a worshiper. She is a creative, energetic, sporadic, outgoing, all the things that you really just think about in a person, she's there. Um, she has an amazing testimony, amazing story to share. A lot of us think that we just like haven't gone through a lot of stuff, but she has because she just has this really awesome story to tell. So we're just so pumped to be able to hear it. So here we go. And I'm just saying, that's three towards million. Just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, three people out of the whole world. We're we're bound to make a difference and impact somehow. Right. Hey, God can use one person to impact the whole world. So three, I'm like triple that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, I hear love you. It, I hear love you it. completely. Love it. Um, so, this is weird. I'm I'm usually always interviewing people with you. Now I'm getting interviewed. Yeah, I gotta uh, like switch brain gears. Okay. Yeah. So we're just gonna laser on you like this. Like love it. here comes Amber. Oh, oh hey, in. oh hey. The laser's on. It. Investigation. You time. are. Yeah. So Stephen has a new toy, the Roadcaster, which is pretty sweet. Thank you, Jesus, for providing that. Oh yeah. But it's, uh, it's like, man. Yeah, I love it. All the sound effects. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be random applause during this podcast no big deal <laughs> we got this. it's not random it's, oh, it's to apply to you like that's what we're doing <laughs> oh man let's just apply to jesus how about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yes, deserves yes, yes. it Completely. yeah so what do you want to know oh well okay <laughs> like let's start where were you born no. <laughs> oh all the, okay okay i know it's not like i don't know the question list here we all go all right so <laughs> okay, Amber, so. you do where'd you grow up like i don't even like i think i know but i don't think everyone else knows. Yeah, you know. Um, So, yeah, my folks actually, I was born in Yakima, Washington. And then my folks uh, came out here to Woodby Island, Washington, which is 
uh, like an hour north of Seattle. You take the Mukilteo Ferry and then you hit Woodby Island. And it's a little tiny. You know, the north end's pretty known because the Navy base is up there and stuff. But the south end is just this, this small community, beautiful people here, beautiful community. Um, and this is all I've ever known as far as living somewhere. Um, never lived anywhere else I've, since I was two years old. I've been here and it is a beautiful piece of heaven on this earth. I do love it here. Um, and then I have um, five kids. Ooh. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my husband, Michael, and I are raising um, Carly, who's 23. And then we've got Jackson, who's 13. Shay is 12. Gabriel is 10. And MJ is 7. And so... We have, um, you know, I'm not going to share all that. I have lived some lives in this, these years of mine, and um, I'm not going to share all the testimonies, but a part of my testimony is that two of these kids are my brother's kids that we had, we adopted last year. They've lived with us for five years. They're just a blessing from the Lord, and uh, we love them just like they're our own. Um, and uh, so that's how we ended up with five kids. <laughs> I never thought I'd have five kids, but... It's Full challenging, it's, okay. it's crazy, but it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. And God gave us these kids. And these, you know, what I've been praying lately is, Lord, you know, these are these kids are the future, Lord. And I want them raised up to serve and honor you. I mean, these are future pastors and worship leaders and, um, you know, youth group leaders. And, I mean, two of my boys, Shane Jackson, are, Jackson's learning the bass and Shane's learning the guitar and MJ's singing and, Gabe, he sings and he can sing on key, and that makes his mama's heart proud. Yes. <laughs> Both guys amazing, and um, I uh, I just love it. So my kids are My husband is he works for the fire department here. He's a uh, he works in maintenance, so he maintains all the different. There's a lot of fire departments on the island for being such a small place, and he's a maintenance technician for all of them. So he's awesome. Mm-hmm. He is a um, gentle giant. Loves the Lord. This guy is, man, he makes me cry sometimes with how good he is. Um, yeah, I love him. And that is where we're at at the moment. That is, I'm a worship leader at Calvary Chapel, Woodby Island. And we help out with worship for the junior high right now. Um, and then also I was a high school youth group leader for a lot of years and helped out with worship there. And then I do worship at church and um, I do guest worship as well, kind of a, just you know, some surrounding churches around here. And I just, there's, I love worshiping the Lord in my, like, it's, it's like breathing. Like when I don't get to worship, it's like, I can't breathe. It's, I was built, the Lord built me with a music box in my chest and, um, and I just worship is my rest. Um, and it's just that time with the Lord that's so sweet and beautiful and wonderful. And I love it. So definitely my heart is in worship and I play the guitar and I, I write songs. Um, just tell them your whole story right now. <laughs> uh, the whole thing. No, Is that no, what you no, want no. me to do? No, <laughs> I'm no. like, no, I'll, I'll slow down. I'm just kind of getting the background. Yeah, good. So, so let's yeah, take a little so pause. That. Um, uh, let's take a little pause in this. Um, due to the fact that you, we both are huge worshipers. Um, yeah, yeah. But how Amen. did you, like, learn like your craft in like music and then like going from music to worship. Um, yeah, as yeah. we know, like all, all like things are art, but like 
and they're all meant right. to glorify yeah. God. Um, mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. it's like definitely more of a heart posture than it is like yes. just the instrumentation. Yes. Well, um, I've been singing my whole life since I was a little tiny thing. You can ask my folks. Um, me and my sister used to rock out to Amy Grant back in the day, and I'm probably just showing my age by saying that. But we would clean the house, and we'd throw on our VHS tape of Amy Grant. Yeah, we did. And we would just dance and clean the house, and it made it fun. Like, we had chores, but they were fun because we were singing to Jesus. And I just remember thinking, like, singing just makes everything better. You know, like, every time I sing, I'm happy. I didn't know... I mean, I knew the Lord. I grew up, my parents were Christians. They always taught me about Jesus. Um, and they always were helping homeless people. And we had, my mom did respite care for kids that needed help. And we, you know, my brother was adopted and um, at age seven. And um, just, they were just, they loved the Lord and they showed it in their lives. And so we knew who he was, but, you know, I was still learning who he was and, you know, I was young and, but I just, I could always sing. I remember I, would, I did, we sang uh, in a choir, we went to the Useless Big Hawking Country Club here on the island. Funny story, I live, you know, we live close to there now, but, um, so we went to this, I was in sixth grade, and it was Amazing Grace, and my choir director said, you know, I want you to sing it uh, solo, and I was scared to death, so, I cried, so nervous. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, and my stomach was butterflies, and I was just like, oh, I've never done a solo before, and and I sing it, I always say, I, like, I, have, I have a little bit of gospel in there, like somehow when I sing sometimes, not all the time, sometimes. So I sang Amazing Grace and that gospel came out. And when I'm done, a gentleman stood up and he said, um, he said, girl, you're going to, you're going to do things with that voice. He was like, he was just like, like you, there's big things planned to that voice. And that was the first time anybody ever encouraged me in music. I'm in sixth grade. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. But I knew that song. It was just like connected with that song. I didn't know all the reasons why. Um, and so from that point, I didn't, I didn't ever just other outside of choir. I played the flute in school and high school for years. So I, I learned how to read music and stuff doing that, but I didn't really do a whole lot with it. And then, um, I ran away from home when I was, um, 15 and a half and made some really bad decisions. Um, ultimately, you know, it helped shape me and form me as a person, but, um, I ran away from everything, including the Lord. You know, I always knew he was there, but I wasn't, I wasn't in relationship with him. It's one of the hardest times in my life. I ended up having my daughter, Carly, when I was 17, outside of wedlock, and um, just felt so alone. All my friends, we didn't have anything in common, so we didn't hang out anymore. Like, I just was this young, struggling, single mom, uh, working three jobs, trying to take care of my kiddo. Um and it was really hard. It was really hard. Mm-hmm. But the Lord literally never left me. Um, my daughter and I were homeless two different times. Um, and I just thought, you know, I, I just I just thought I, I'd rather not be here because what's the point? And um, the world was just too hard a place to live in. And, and I just didn't have any hope, you know. And I, so I remember one day I was taking a nap and um, – I was still with, well, I should say, I was taking a nap and I woke up and I was looking down at myself taking a nap and I had a decision to make. And I remember it was like either you're going to lay back down or I I believe I was going to be with Jesus. Um, And I heard my daughter crying. She was three months old. And I had been, I had been through a lot of abuse, mental, physical, emotional, 
Um, and I was tired and I didn't want to go back to that world. I heard my daughter crying and I couldn't leave her hair alone. And so I laid back down and I woke up and I went and got my daughter. So in a lot of ways, my daughter saved my life. Um, and, um, I ended up, I was in a relationship and I, I left. That was the first time I was homeless. I went and stayed on my sister's couch with my kid and then she eventually gave me a room and she just, my sister's a wonderful, amazing, beautiful woman and took care of me and my daughter. And it was, oh man, it makes me cry almost. But <laughs> she was just, she was just there for me when I really just didn't have anywhere to go. And uh, my folks always try to help us. If I wasn't going home, that was my choice. I'm like, I'm not going with my parents. Like I had too much pride, which is awful, but I did. So I stayed with my sister and I just started working, you know, a lot because I knew I was her sole provider. And I wasn't going to let her not being taken care of. You know, I didn't ever get on all the help you can get through the state. It's a non If I can work, I'm going to work. So I was working a ton and just taking care of my daughter. And I was going to, people were, people would tell me like, you know, you're such a statistic. You know, you have this baby, you're 17. You're, you're just not ever going to make anything of yourself. That's what they told me. And uh, so I was like, well, I want to prove them wrong. You yeah. know, like, um, I'm going to make something of myself because I just feel like I'm created for more than this. I don't know why or how, but, um, so I just nose to the grindstone and eventually, um, made my way back to church. I was going through another harsh breakup (laughs) and, um, I started, I would, (laughs) I went to a church on near where I live on the South end and walked in, sat in the front row was bawling my eyes out. I was just so hurt and broken and I didn't know where to go and I didn't know what to do. And I was all alone. I had my daughter to take care of all the responsibility was on my shoulders. And I knew that and it was heavy. And I was like, God, you know, I just need God because I don't know what else to do. And if I go to this church and not one person talking, nobody even said hi. And I thought, you know, they were judging. I felt judged. And I don't know that that's what happened. I'm not saying these people did. That's just how I felt. Right. <clears throat> so I walked in and I left and no, not even one person spoke to me and I thought, huh, well, I don't like church, <laughs> you know, um, but then, uh, like a few months later I thought, well, maybe it's just churches down here. So I went all the way up North. So I was like 45 minute drive and I started going to a four square church up there and they didn't have any music, but I loved the church and I loved the message and I was just mm-hmm. digging in. Like I just, I knew that what I needed was God. And I, I, the only thing I knew was that people go to church to find him. I didn't know, you know, any other way. And so I started going and I went to Bible study there. And I remember the pastor from there, I got one of those little cards and the pastor called me <laughs> and uh, he cared. He cared about what was going on and that I was really a broken, scared, you know, mm-hmm. young yeah. woman trying to raise a daughter all by herself and don't, have a clue what I'm doing, you know, and I need Jesus. I need Jesus. And um so from there, um, I was still attending that church when I met I remember okay, I, I said a prayer and I said, Okay, God, um either <laughs> this was my prayer. I didn't know anything about prayer, but I said, Here's the deal. <laughs> like, yes, okay, God, here's the deal, God. Either <laughs> either I'm gonna be a nun because I cannot go through this hurt anymore. I can't. It's too painful. <laughs> like and and I can't watch my daughter go through it. Like I was just so tired and broken and lonely. 
I said, either I'm going to be a nun or I need you to bring me my husband because I can't do it. I've picked the wrong people. <laughs> like, I am not good at this. Um, and two days later, I met Michael, who is now my husband. Um, that's a cool story. We probably don't have time for maybe another podcast, but the Lord, the Lord brought me my husband, Michael. He, um, took on my daughter as his own. He's a godly man. And, uh, I just knew, I just knew the Lord had picked him up for me. And we have been married for 16 years. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm terrible with that. Um, together almost 18 years now, we have the five beautiful children that we're raising and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just been good. That's kind of, kind of that. Um, I, some of the other stuff, my husband and I have been, we do missions work. Um, and so I've done some without him, some with him, um, Africa, a couple different places. Uh, there's an organization, if you haven't heard of it, or from Relief and Rescue, they're doing amazing things. Saving people, uh, saving children from being trafficked and helping come alongside orphanages and help them becoming self-sustainable and um, transitional safe homes for orphans that don't have. I mean, they're just amazing. So as a plug for ORR, I'm shamelessly plugging them because they're amazing. Rebecca yeah. Pratt, the founder, is just a beautiful, wonderful woman. And anyway, if you don't know about it, look it up. It's great. But um, so we went to Liberia and then. We thought we were going to be moving to Africa on missions. Um, we had sold our house. We sold everything. We were living in a Michael's brother's basement and just kind of waiting for, okay, well, when are we going? You know, we had just, we're just ready to go. Uh, praying about the Lord's timing on when. And, you know, at this point we had joined Calvary Chapel and we've been going there 18 years now. Well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 18 years now. And um, living in the basement. And then, um, and we had gone to Liberia and our, God opened our hearts to, helping with whatever orphans, whatever God needs. And, um, and then, you know, my niece and nephew were taken by CPS and needed a home. And the Lord made it clear that, you know, he brought us all the way to Liberia to open our hearts to orphans to stay right where we were to take on these two orphans. Um, that's just sweet the way he does that. So that's what we did. And we were like, okay, God, well, we need to buy a house then because we don't have a house anymore. Cause remember, we just sold our house <laughs> as if he didn't remember. Um, and he provided that. He provided a house on two and a half acres uh, on this island in our price range, which is a miracle in itself. There was nothing on the market. We found it on Facebook. Like, this award is miraculous and he does things that you can't imagine. Um, and so he provided, I mean, he provided these kids with a home and it's just so sweet. And we took them, um, we moved in the same day, December 6th, that we took the kids. So we went from two to four kids because my daughter was old and had, you know, she was living on her own. So we went from two to four kids in our house in one day. Plus we moved into our new house all in one day. So that's it. Go big or go home. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and it was chaos because it's not like these kids were just perfectly well-adjusted children. They are perfect and they are gods and they are wonderful, but they had been through trauma and um you know i felt like i remember about six weeks in after we had taken them on i was i was in my bedroom i hate even admitting this but i was crying and i was like god this i can't do this it's too hard um this is bigger than me like i i feel like i'm gonna fail these kids i don't feel like i'm equipped to to be the one <laughs> that their caregivers like i was crying on my husband i'm like i think we might have you know, take it on too much here. And I just, I want them to have a good life. And I don't know that we're the best, you know, cause they need like a lot of, um, you know, counseling and 
some of the behaviors they had I didn't understand and it was really hard and so and I remember I was praying that night and and I was like God I can't do this it's too hard and the Lord's like you're right you can't and I was like wait what <laughs> and I'm like, you told me to you know and he's like but I can and so as long as we we work together on this it's gonna be fine you know and Fast forward five years from now, the kids love youth group, can't wait to go. You know, Jackson's playing bass, he wants to play in the youth group band, and um, MJ is high maintenance. I love that girl. She, but she's giving me lots of our money every second of every day of my life, but I love it, and the Lord just blessed it, and um, these kids are very, they're doing very well, and I give all that glory to God because he pulled them out of the place they were in, and he has restored um, their lives, and they love him which that makes my heart happy, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's where we're at. Um, and then, um, should I go into well, like the I, next part or yeah, do you want to so pause? The, the question was how did your like musical, um, right, like, right, right. endeavor like <laughs> go from like and playing music to, <laughs> to like yeah. worship? Yeah. And then somehow I squirreled all over the place while well, we were going to Calvary Chapel and the pastor mm-hmm. at the time, Pastor Pat was a different pastor than we have now, but pastor now is Brett Williams. But Pastor Pat Shore loves that man and his wife, Mary, their whole family. Amazing. Um, <laughs> we started attending this church because Michael's brother had started attending and he invited us. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I, I mean, I guess, you know, I wasn't really going to church too much, but okay, let's go. And because I wasn't, you know, we kind of had stopped going to Forest Square Church because it was such a long drive and hadn't found one down south yet, but. So his brother invites us to Calvary, and we're like, oh, we'll go check out what this is about. And we go, and then, like, the next week we go, and we just loved it, you know? Just, like, it felt homey. It felt like family. People give us hugs, you know? And um, and then one Sunday, Pastor Pat comes up, and he's like, hey, somebody said you can sing. So, um, you know, why don't you come up there next week and, and do worship? And I was like, oh, why? Like, <laughs> is that how that works here? I didn't know. Right. And, but I love singing. I love singing. And the Lord knew I love singing. I didn't say anything. Somebody else did. And so I came and next, the next Sunday and sang on the worship team. And I've been there ever since for 18 years. And over that 18 years, I've, you know, I sang just kind of backup vocals for a long time. And then, um, you know, kind of past probably like, oh, hey, I want you to take the lead on this song. And I was like, what? I was like freaking out. No way. So from that to, and then I really, when I got involved with, uh, uh, well, really when Brett Williams was there, he's, he's a very good musician. He's a professional musician. And I was like, man, I, I need to work on, on, you know, some of the technical side of music. Because I don't think you have to, you know, be the best singer always or the best player. But I think that you should work on your craft in that. Right, uh, so I believe the Lord deserves the best um, that you can do. And so that requires mm-hmm. practice. Um and so I started practicing. I would practice like if I, Brett put a setup, I'd practice for like 40 hours a week. I would just in my car and in the morning and then all day at work, I would just have it on and be practicing. And, um, I remember one day I was singing and, and, and I didn't know the difference between like a head voice and a chest voice because I, I never been trained on any of this. It was just like something I love to do. And so Brett's like, Hey, why don't you jump up into your head voice here on, on this song? And, I just looked at him and I was like, I don't, I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. And he just kind of laughed and he showed me. And so he's been a, a really big music mentor. I'm very yeah, thankful for awesome. him in my life. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he 
really like like doing worship with with Brett, and then he brought on uh, one of my very best friends, Jonathan Finley, and those guys are just so talented, and and I just wanted to keep practicing and keep you know learning more, and, and so eventually I helped out, started helping out with a youth group, and and Jonathan had me help out with the worship band which was awesome, so fun, and it grew me as a worship leader in a comfortable, more, less scary environment, <laughs> you know, because yeah. not that church is scary, but, like, when you haven't done a lot of leading at church, it's, like, intimidating to, to try to do that. So, But then that just grew me to where I wasn't, all the intimidation, all the fear, everything left, and I was just like, oh, man, I just love the Lord, and I there's nothing I love more than to worship Him and sing to Him, and um, so then um, I Brett and just I became a worship leader at church at big church is what we call it big church full church <laughs> but big church and and just you know it's a, it's been a growing experience um just every week getting up there and learning all oh, this is how you play this song on the guitar and I am not a great guitar player I am not gonna try to say I am I practice a lot but <laughs> like uh I have a long, a lot to learn. I'm not ashamed to admit that, but singing is, is my passion and it's mm-hmm. a gift I know the Lord has given me and I know I'm supposed to use it to serve, honor, and glorify Him in His kingdom. Yeah. And so knowing that and having that truth is what set me free in, in worship and worshiping. Because I, I worship a lot different before, you know, and then after that event that we're going to talk about, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> So questions for you. This is really, really good. Um, so before, because you said in the beginning of, your, of the story that um, you were really passionate about singing. Um, mm-hmm. And how old were you at this point? The very first time I was a little kid. Okay. like. But when I caught on fire for seven, God and like, the, oh yeah, I was probably like. Two, three. Okay. I, um, I was always singing, yeah. Were you classically trained at all? Nope. Okay. Not trained at all in any way. Mm, awesome. So, like, someone yeah. heard you singing in church, and they're like, you can sing. And then you're like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, that's kind of yeah. how it went down? No. Somebody told Pastor Pat that I could sing. Not, They never even heard me in church. They just told him because they knew somehow. I don't know how because, I mean, maybe a karaoke night at a bar. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't walking with the Lord. So yeah. and I did a lot of karaoke. So mm-hmm. that would have been my training. Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah. I can sing a mean Alanis Morissette. Look out. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And then Pastor Pat had me sing with him. And that's when people were like, wow, she can sing. Awesome. And I didn't even really know I sang, but I didn't know I was any good at it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. You like don't think, wow, liked. I'm really good. Like, <laughs> Yeah, your gift was, like, thought... never exposed. It was just, like, <laughs> no. you were just doing it out of, like, leisure, but, like, it was actually, like, a gift that you, that was, like, I didn't even away. Reco- yeah. yeah, I didn't even recognize it as a gift from the Lord. I didn't know what that meant. I just know that it was something that I loved, and it was something I could do. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it's kind of, you know, when everything else in your life has been so hard, and you have this one thing that seems easy, and it's, and it's restful and it's peaceful and it's beautiful. You run to it, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like the Lord gave it to me. It, it was a gift. And and um, once I figured out what that means when the Lord gives you a gift and that you're supposed to use it to, you know, glorify him and, and how, you know, powerful that is, how worthy he is, how holy he is and how, you know, you're, you know, the songs that you sing are just being risen up to the sky. 
who's so incredible and wonderful and hears it. And, and you know, it, there's just, I don't know, nothing better. <laughs> yeah. Not, you know? Completely agree. So, and then I just, I've just been singing at church on a little tiny island, Woodby Island. And then, um, you know, eventually, you know, I kind of been reach, I was reaching out because I wanted to do songwriting. And it's hard to write a song by yourself. I really want to be co-writing with people. I'm still mm-hmm. working on that. But reached out to some guys I knew that were worship leaders in another church. And um, they, they were having worship night. So I'd go hang out with them and sing. And they're like, hey, do you want some sing on Sunday at our church? And I was like, sure, you know, that'd be fun. And because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not like Calvary's my church and this is your church. It's we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Right. Of course, I'm going to sing with my family down the road for sure. So I started singing there and then I, I still do, you know, not all the time, but whenever they ask, you know, if I can, I do it. And then the church up in Anacortes, but, um, asked me to sing there and I've been able to sing over to Calvary in town. And, um, then some, uh, the retreat center here has had me do like the mother daughter retreat and the senior girls camp. And, um, you know, so like I just, the more I sing and I do our, you know, like, uh, our, worship of course at our church and the more i sing it's just so you know people hear um the worship and they ask me to sing wherever and i'm like absolutely because that's one way to spread the the word that the lord has gifted me with and all i want to do is have people know how good he is and how much i love him and um, how much he loves them and you know just i don't know um worship is one way that he's given me to do that and i love it so it's so cool because you could have any gift. Like he give you a gift that you maybe don't recognize as a good gift. Some people, you know, take gifts of like, oh, I can fix other people's cars, but I don't really love doing, but it's a gift from the Lord. So, you know, stepping on obedience to fulfill that gift. But like, yeah. I just feel like um, he just loves me and I know how much he loves me. And I'm like, oh man, he gave me a gift that I love. Like how yeah. sweet think, is that? Yeah, I think that like all <laughs> gifts are like, People love them. It's just like they have to figure mm-hmm. out like the right way to like utilize them. You know, that's like yeah, a big, yeah. a big thing there. Because like, sure, like yeah. say for a car mechanic or something like that, like they may not want to work in an auto body shop, like or working yeah. at Jiffy Lube or whatever. Like, but if they're doing it unto the Lord, then that's what makes it like, fun and if they yeah. saw it as something that's like an opportunity, like this is like the starting point where I can grow and learn. They can like then they can go working on. Let's just say, for instance, Tesla stuff. Like, right? You know, and how like, fun is that? They can go work on the car that drives itself. I'm like, that's super yeah. cool. Or the new truck that's like a freaking spaceship, you know? Right? Like, yeah, whatever. God like, uses the, it. There's yeah. always something to learn in those seasons. And, like, I think yeah. when we, like, mm-hmm. we look down on it as a place um, of, well, I guess I got this gift. This is, must be really yeah. awful. Like, no. You like, should we, never do that. You actually can, like... Be like, well, okay, this is where I'm at now. Like, how can I expand yeah. this gift? How can I grow it? As well as, like, what is what am I learning now? Like, what what am I yeah. actually, like, taking into this season of life? And, like, so I can apply it to the next season yeah. of life, you know? Well, um, and what I've learned, too, is that, you know, in worship, um, I you know, of course I practice and stuff, but that's not what made me advance in it. It's drawing closer to God. It's, it's it's reading the word it's finding out who my identity is in christ it's finding out how powerful that he is and reminding myself through reading scripture all of these beautiful wonderful things that he's promised us and told us 
And then that's all in me. And I'm just like filled to the brim with this joy that's just unexplainable. And it comes out in worship. And that's, it, it, it's really, you know, the practice is there for sure. But it's him changing me yeah. in him that mm-hmm. has changed the worship uh, that comes out of me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a it's an overflow of what your heart is like expressing right. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we have heard a lot of these different things already, which is great. yeah. I'm a little squirrely. I I will say this. I'm just going to say this because it's something I was wrestling with whether or not I should even say this. But this last uh, last couple months ago, I was diagnosed with um, two types of ADD, which I had no clue, no clue that adults could even have it, let alone have more than one. Um, but that has like set me free. It's given me freedom to know that because I know now why it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's beautiful, crazy, but it's crazy. Um, and it's allowed me to be a multitasker. You know, I own a company. I have employees to do bookkeeping and um, I can do a lot of different things at once. <laughs> I got all kinds of attention, but I do squirrel. So when you ask me a question, I'm trying to stand track really hard, but sometimes I can't. <laughs> And <laughs> right, you're doing great. You're doing great. This is great. <laughs> I apologize for that. I'll no. or dad. <laughs> no, you're, you're doing awesome. Okay. No, I know I you're not used to being, being transparent. The, you're not being used to being on the hot seat, so this is good. No, you're like, this is uncomfortable, <laughs> but it's so good. But it's uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's it. You know, it's not uncomfortable. I just, I, I was in charge of it. I was like, when you were doing the intro, I was praying. I was like, God, your words, your words, God, not mine, your words. So yeah. Always. He's, always, he's always. telling y'all what you need to hear. I'm not worried about Perfect. it. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to ask you a question that you always ask that is, I think, <laughs> a very interesting question. It's not my favorite question, mm-hmm. but it is one that I think would be fun to hear from your perspective. Oh, cool. So it is, what is your favorite experience on the road mm-hmm. as a creative thus far? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's actually kind of easy, believe it or not. Ooh, <laughs> yes. bring, it. bring it on. Um, yeah. Um, well, we'll talk about the incident later, but um, yeah. So I was leading worship for the senior girls camp at Lakeside Bible Camp here on Whidbey. There's about 225 girls there. What they told me to count was I didn't count any of them, but I, I believe them. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, these are girls that are ages anywhere from eight to, to 12 or 13, something like that. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. around there. And I, I was scared to death. I'm like, I, high schoolers, that's what I know. These girls are younger than that. I don't think they're going to like any of the songs I pick. Like, oh my goodness, I just gave it to my I don't even know, but I know I got to step in obedience and the Lord told me to do this. But I was scared, um, going in there and, um, oh man, it was so good. I decided to sing at Lauren Daigle, you say, because one, it's super popular. Everybody knows it. And I thought these girls would know it. And I just, I wanted them to know like who God says they are and who their identity is in Christ, you know, through worship, because I'm not a speaker. Well, I wasn't a speaker at that point in time. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, through music, I was like, how, you know, if I'm taking songs about picking just Jesus loves me, you know, Jesus loves me as I know for the Bible tells me. So like there's songs like that for these girls and, and they hit like, oh man, I, people often say the Lord showed up and I'm like, you know, to me, I'm like, no, he's, oh, he's always there. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, at times he takes over and that's that annoying where the atmosphere changes and you just feel it. 
Yeah. And I step back from the mic and I'm saying, you say I am love, you know, and I'm just like, it's like you're, you're, you're shout singing, but in, in a good way, not a bad way. And like, and, and I just hear them and they're singing way louder. I, mean, I step back from the mic and I'm just listening to these 225 girls, man, just singing, singing this to Jesus. And I'm like thinking, I'm just picturing him smiling, hearing his daughters sing to him like that. And I, I left there that night and I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, mm. you know? Yeah. And then, you know, that's hard because I, I do, I have this, it's like the Lord's calling me to some things, but I don't know how to get there, you know, and he's showing me and I'm, so I'm not stressed and not worried about it, but, um, but I know I'm supposed to do something with the worship that he's put in me mm-hmm. and he's given me a lot to, to say and I've been writing a lot. So, and I don't know what all that means, but I know he'll use it and, Right now, it's being used on Woody Allen, and I love it, every minute of it, where you just get to sit back and watch people glorify the Lord, who's so deserving, much more deserving than we can even ever, you know, imagine. So, yeah, that would be my favorite to date, one of my favorite moments. There's lots of them, so I don't want to discredit other moments, but there's been other moments, like um, I led worship a couple weeks ago, and a woman came up and said, you know, it was like we got a sermon before the sermon. And that's probably one of the most precious things I've ever heard. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, for that moment. Like, he did it. You know, I pray. I'm on, I'm on my knees praying before I, I would worship because, you know, it. I can't do that. kind of. I, I can't change an atmosphere. It's nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. But I can be obedient and show up and do what he says. And he does all that after. Right. He, he does all that other stuff. It's amazing. And I'm just like, I'm just so thankful, humbled, blessed that he allows me to be a part of of it yeah Mm. yeah that's so good and like yeah Mm. that's both worship leaders like just having that like being able to see like hearts change hearts move and yeah or just continue just to overflow is like so it's so powerful and it's like such an awesome thing just to like know that as like we like pray over the songs we choose and like even mm-hmm. for me as a drummer, like being able to see that like impact, um, like how I play yeah. or whatever, like mm-hmm. it's really, like it's really important. Like I've had people like come to me and say like, this specific beat that you played like really like spoke to my heart, and I was like, what? Like that's so crazy. Yeah. Like, in my in my like lens, I'm like, how does a symbol like speak to right. a person's heartstring? And like that's like way out of my mm-hmm. mind, and it's like so cool to yeah. like, see that you know god's unlimited at all to no we can like <laughs> speak to people yeah. or how we can like be able to continually work in such a powerful way and i think right? it's just like so beautiful to see that all come out um so the yeah, next thing that yeah. like i'm just like really gonna free flow it here because like we are obviously like our the next questions are like oh where do you plan to go and like all these different things and we are like we are partners in this crazy crime that we call. Yes. And it's yes. amazing. Um, <laughs> yes, we but are. like, it's just really awesome. Just like, I want to hear like more about like, w- like what has Poyama like in this endeavor in 2019? Cause this is gonna be the last podcast of this year. Like, I know like crazy. Yeah, We've been doing this so for good. a year now. And like, it's already like mm-hmm. crazy sauce and it's going to be, 
Like yeah. we have so much support and so much love and there's a lot of awesome mm-hmm. things to come in 2020. So mm-hmm. stay tuned, everyone. Do not, <laughs> do not shut off your, your podcast oh, app. Cute. They're not going to, they yeah. won't, they're, they're going to be curious because so many things are going to happen in 2020. And yeah, so cool. God's got some, God has got some playing. Um, so, I well, ask, what? Yeah. So the question, what? yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna, um, so I have, a, I have a noise for that. I love it. <laughs> no, that's not the right noise. <laughs> it's been a minute since we had a, a sound effect, so that's perfect. Yes, perfect. Um, so the question is, what have you learned in 2019 mm. as a as business as podcasting? Um, the ins and outs, like top five things, because I know we can literally go forever on this topic. Mm-hmm. And um, I probably will have to answer this to some point in my life. Um, yeah, you will. But yeah, like what have you learned in 2019 um, regarding Poema and like the vision mm-hmm. and like all the things? Okay, so I think that um, I'm from a real small little town, like we talked about. So, um, but I know that the Lord is calling me deeper with, with music, but like, I'm like, well, how, you know, like that's always here, you know, we're kind of secluded. Like what, where's the resource? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, I want to do more. And so I just like, okay, I'm going to go take singing lessons with this, um, with Tim Carson. And we mm. interviewed him a couple podcasts back. Shout out. Tim yes. awesome. Took vocal artistry uh, classes. And from him and man if he can do it he's amazing but anyway so I'm like oh, I'll do that and then that'll there'll be some something from there you know and it didn't you know I mean I learned a lot and everything but like I just because I come back here and it's just not not you know much here as far as like uh creative outlets other I mean I love that I get to do worship music in church and I practice at home and all that but outside of that what what like if there was something like Poyama here, I dude, where do I sign up? Like, what? I don't even almost care. I mean, I kind of care how much it's going. And to a certain point, I mean, you know, I I wouldn't. And but then I so I started like you know I write music. So I'm like, well, okay, I'd like to get some of these songs that I'm writing recorded. I'm like, well, where everywhere there is is pretty far away. And yeah. I mean, I like some places in Seattle, but like the connections that I was getting was like you know like Brandon B. Another shout out yeah. podcast a while back. You guys haven't heard that one. Go listen, but. Um, and you know, he said, yeah, I want to produce your songs and let's work on this. And it's just, you know, not happened yet for a number of reasons. One, you know, financial to just logistics. And, um, anyway, so it's just kind of, I've just been limited. So like Poyama, wherever it ends up landing is going to be this, this immense resource for creative people that, that I believe God will use, um, to change the world. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be something that is affordable. And it's also going to be something that's more like a family and there's no competition. Right. I don't know if that's five or whatever, but um, that's just like when, so you had explained, because it was originally your vision. I want to make sure everybody knows that. Like, and I've come alongside you in this just because I have a heart for worship. Mm-hmm. I have a heart for people. I mean, my heart is the Lord. Um, yeah. And so when you were explaining it and how you know like okay if somebody wants to come record a song like they can do it and it won't cost that much and and then they're going to be surrounded with other creatives so like they maybe come in as a songwriter and leave as a songwriter and a writer because they now they they write podcasts or they write 
uh, or, you know, content for podcasts or they write books or something because they met a writer there and they ignited the fire and then now they're writing books that are changing the world. You know, this is the kind of environment where you have these different types of creatives coming together in one place that become kind of like a family. Everybody's encouraging one another, just unity. Right. That's exactly. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, I just think that it's a resource that's needed and it's, there's not, I mean, yeah, you, there's recording studios out there and then if, if you, you know, are really wealthy, you can afford to go do that. But um, for everyone else, there's not a ton. I mean, not that there isn't anything out there because there is. I know people have studios in, in their, you know, garages or their, you know, office buildings or, you know, there's things out there, but they're hard to find and they're not everywhere. And so this would be like something that's like, okay, this is here. Always going to be here. Creatives come and let's create content and let's get that out in the world. And like I said, on uh, I think almost every single podcast I said, this world is going to see something. Something will happen to Brandon that nobody has ever seen before. Like you creatives get to create something out of nothing. And it's not nothing because God gives it to them, but like in the world, it's nothing until it's something. And then exactly. God puts it on their heart and then they create it and then it's something and it changes lives. Like like this conference I went to, shout out to, to Telestine Ministries, you know, the yeah. women did a a whole right <laughs> did a whole it was a her voice uh conference lavish conference 2019 it was amazing if you guys any of you have a chance to come alongside the teleseminaries i am shamelessly plugging that too they're awesome mm-hmm. um i had these women who wrote a whole album called lavish um and it's her voice so look that up and listen some deep christ tv was one that hit me in my heart these women just created this album i mean they it didn't exist and then it did and it was used in for the glory of God, and I watch women get completely set free from bonds and chains from the song that this, you know, these songs that these ladies wrote because they're faithful to God and the gift that they've been given. But had they not had that Telestine Ministries avenue with, you know, I think, I don't know about all what they have, but I'm pretty sure they have a recording studio there just on site um, or whatever, um, you know, that, that wouldn't have been birthed. And thank God it was because it is literally people's lives for the glory of God. How cool is that? Yeah. So I see why I'm being seeing that is just changing people's lives for the glory of God through one creative at a time. Yeah. But it turns into a family, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Our, our main our main vision and main um heartbeat of this is family. Um Unity. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Like we just like I was telling um, people today regarding it and like just like our, our main desire is for a place for creative people to be able to call home like their second home and mm-hmm. they can come in and write mm-hmm. and not feel like this crazy competitive nature and yep. they also like have a place yep. where they can like do what they are called to do and like not yeah. feel like they're so stressed out over things that don't matter like money yeah. or resources or whatever like these mm-hmm. things that are like Leading, leaving them in a place where they feel like they're hitting a, a wall in their creativity because yep. and we're like <laughs> we took on we took that wall down and you can just yep. go play like you can play yeah and we are just going to take <clears throat> all Sorry. that off like take those yeah. chains out of here and we're gonna let you just go and be free yeah you'll go do what god created you to do and and there's no division anymore and there's no barriers and there's no walls of walls they're, they're gone they're just on the lane on the ground you can walk right over them Right, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the power of Jesus. That's what God can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just incredible. Yeah. So, I just love him. You love him? I love him. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so, 
So I think we both learned in this year, like, Mm -hmm. that, you know, we obviously are, like, very much so um, impatient on things, but we have learned that it's (laughs) great to be, it's great to be patient, and it's great to, um, like, understand that it takes a lot of time to create Mm -hmm. excellence, um, and that's what we're wanting to do, and and we've also Mm -hmm. learned that, like, doing things as a podcast right now, like, it's a really great platform as, um, my, my burrito boy, Andy, shout out to him, Andy Solomon. Hey, Andy! He said last, last episode that, like, he really loves that we create the platform for people that don't have a voice yet in the world. And, like, because a lot of times only people get the platform after they arrive. Um, I think it's, like, gonna be really awesome just to see how we can, come alongside people now and like watch them grow and I think that's been like the most right right amazing thing for this for this Mm -hmm. year because I really just love to see um I just yeah I just love hearing where people are at and like being able like okay like you're here let's get you a little bit further along or like let's help you figure out where you need to go in this next stead like stage yeah and I think that's so important for yeah for us and we've seen like a lot of that like, in yeah. some of the interviews we've already had with, like, people like yep. Anna Crawford or Brandon B. Like, they're right. already, like, touring around the world. Yeah. But we have also people that are just starting out and, like, they're just like, hey, like, I'm still yeah. in this kind of space where, like, I'm looking forward to Poyama and I really want yeah. this place to, like, get physical um, feet yeah. because, like, I want to show up and I need this community and I need this place in my life yeah. because... Like, I want to have this family mm-hmm. and also have the resources that you're just talking about and stuff. And I think people need to understand, like, the reach that God has because, like, the fact that we're a podcast that is new, just starting up, and we've had these amazing guests on All Right, the Lord's just, like, cool, you know, the way he's been on, like, yeah. you know, if y'all haven't listened to that interview with Andy, go listen because it was good. And the interview with Leanna, that was mm-hmm. super good, too, like, and Brandon B., um, all these guys, I mean, Alex and oh, just all of them, just go listen to all of them. However, <laughs> what I'm saying is the Lord is so good and his reach is so good. And like, Stephen has, I'm like, every time I talk to Stephen, he's like, oh yeah, and I know this person. And he's not like famous musicians, but like, he just knows all these people. How do you know all these people? But that was on your interview, going to college and, yeah. and music and all that. You've met all these people, but like just God's reach is there. So Poema is going to be. You know, some of these people, some of these people, that people know will be coming, participate in Quam and help, you know, uh, raise up these next leaders. And um, I love that. I think that's super cool. And I'm really looking forward to watching people develop the gift that God's already put in them, you know? Yeah, seriously. Amazing. It's just yeah. so amazing just to be able to sit back and, like, obviously, yeah. we're not just sitting back and doing nothing. Like, we're sitting back and, like, watching God move and like as he's moving and leading us we're going in and you know we're as we keep on saying like we're super excited for 2020 um yeah like there's gonna be so much new in a great Mm -hmm. way and you know i I really am praying and expecting big things to come out of it just due to the fact that you know we are seeing some opportunities for partnerships we're seeing opportunities for just being able to yeah. expand the, the reach and the depth yeah. of yeah. people. And yeah. I think that's yeah. like what we're all about. We're not about the bottom yeah. line dollar. We're about the bottom line relationship. 
because relationship mm-hmm. is how we move forward. It's not right. not about how much money we can get, as you know. Like we're 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 turning mm-hmm. this um, on its on its side, I guess, or upside down triangle, yeah. kind of like upside yeah. down kingdom <laughs> that we have, where we are saying, yeah. "Let's seek the Lord. Let's continue to put everything into Him, and then let's see that mm-hmm. overflow that comes out of it." And I think mm-hmm. the world's perspective is like, "Let's well, just keep on mind. like hustle, hustle, hustle," and then we're like, mm-hmm. "Well, you're so exhausted, and, like." You know, Jeff Bethke yeah. wrote a book called Death Death of the Hustle. I think it's a great oh, book wow. for people to check out because a lot of Death times... Death of the Hustle? Yeah, because a lot of times like, oh, we just wow. get so caught up in this hustle mentality that we don't even know what we're yeah. hustling for. And like a lot of it is just yeah. a selfish ambition mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. get be seen when we actually like, need to understand that we are so seen and are so mm-hmm. loved as we've talked about yeah. God and Jesus in this episode and... You know, it's like how much he loves us, how much he cares for us, how much he just really wants us to be with yeah. him. And I think the yeah. more that we slow down in our like hustle mentality and our slow mm-hmm. down in our day to day motions, like we get to like just sit in the presence and it's so mm, it's so empowering. Back. Yeah, just, just sit back, back and like glory of Jesus yeah, and how good is that? Like I can't stop worshiping when you know <laughs> When you know the goodness of God, when He fills you, and when you're just like, oh, oh my God, there's nothing better. And um, that's that. I love that you brought that up because um, rest. I have noticed this past year that my habit is to I rest when I'm sick, and then I hurry up and try to get better so I keep doing all the things. You know, I feel like it's like the story of I've told you this. You know, Lord showed me the story of my son Mary, where Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus, and Jesus says that what she's doing no one can take from her you know and it's like I was a Martha just whirling around doing all the things you know and I wasn't sitting at the feet of Jesus and and Lord has brought me he um I think I got to tell the story now Stephen I got it hey go for it um, go for it he brought me um to his feet in a way that there's nothing else I could do and that was through um I almost died in February I had just gone back from a mission trip to Africa and I had a blood clot in my leg that was, it stretched from my femur to my ankle. It was the length of my entire leg. And they discovered it at the hospital here local. And then they sent me home. And the next morning I woke up and when I stood up, um, it broke. And it filled both lungs. I had bilateral pulmonary embolisms, which means both of my lungs were full of embolisms and one of these guys one of these little guys can kill you and both of my lungs were full they said there was too many to count and i also had a saddle embolism which blocked the blood flow and oxygen to my heart and it caused heart damage and i'm sitting in the er and i know it's bad because i you know i couldn't breathe um and i was not scared and the lord reminded me that he knows the number of my days and he knows a number of hairs on my head. And if he hasn't told me it's time for me to go. So I thought, you know, these ER docs saying, I don't even know how you're talking to me. Like people with this are dead. They're cadavers. Um, and I'm like, well, thanks. That's, you know, that's encouraging. I'm like talking to him. Um, but I, I knew the Lord was in the room and he was standing behind me and said a few things. I wasn't like he sat there and talked. It was like he just, I didn't know. And then I knew. And he said some things and he said, you know, what, there'll be time. You know, he told me I was going to be okay and I'll live. So I was never worried about dying. Everybody else was, but I was fine. God told me I'd be fine. Now I need to quit worrying. 
Yeah, um, can't die. And, yeah, as my, you know, O's are sitting at 70 something. And, like, you know, I was an EMT for firefighter for one year, a lot of years ago. So I know what these stats mean. And I'm like, huh, not real good, is it? You know, like, I, I know. Um, so I knew I was really sick. I knew, I, I mean, I was close to death. Um, but the Lord said, yeah, but you know, your, your life is going to be restored. Um, and I didn't know all the things that that meant because it meant more than what I thought at the moment. But he said, there'll be people I'm going to put in front of you, um, you know, throughout the rest of your life, however long that is, that um, need to be reminded of who I am. And I'm, I'm going to spare your life so that you could tell them that I, I let you live so that you could stand in front of them and tell them that I'm real and that I love them, that they are seen, they are known, they are loved. And there's been several occasions that I have been able, like one of them was at the lakeside with those senior high girls camp out and that I got to give my testimony there like this. And that was two months after I was out of the hospital for a long time. I'm standing up with singing worship because the Lord restored my worship mm-hmm. and uh, telling these girls that you are seen and you are known and you are loved and you are his. And that he let me live so I could stand here today to tell you that your life is so important to him that he spared mine. Mm-hmm. And that is powerful. Like that huge. is powerful. It's just it's been amazing. And so I've been recovering this whole year. I can't even count how many times I've been to the hospital with me, but I haven't rested like I should. I haven't been listening. I've been, I feel like I've been asleep, but in a, in a not so good way. And I think the Lord's just been gently waking me up and, he has lived last week. I, like I said, I went to the conference, the Herbalist Conference, and I don't think I'll ever be the same. Shout out, man. It was amazing. And mm. he healed me. My lungs are my lungs are clear. I don't have a scan that, that confirms that, but I know. I felt like I've had pneumonia all year because my lungs are full of these clots because what the treatment is is I'm on blood centers the rest of my life, and they'll eventually go away. There's really nothing they could do. I had... I, I had such extensive blood clot damage and, and I ended up finding blood clots in my other leg. Like I was just a walking time bomb mm. and I shouldn't be alive in all scientific earthly worldly terms. I should be dead, but he allowed me to live. And I know that he has plans for me in my life and my family's life. And they're all surrounded with him. He is in the center of those plans. And so he's just been, now I feel like I'm just awake. I feel like um, I'm just on fire. I'm just, you asked my husband. I was like worshiping yesterday, and I was like dancing around the house. I couldn't stop worshiping. I'm like, he's just so good. How can you not worship him? He, I, I just, I, I just want to worship him 24 seven. And I, and I, and I tried to. And my husband's like, you're crazy, girl. I'm like, you know, he, he didn't actually. Mm-hmm. He would never so do good. that. But he was yes. just like, I don't know what happened, but I liked it. And um, yeah, it's just been so, so good. So he's taken me from, from that. You know, he had to. Um, he had to take everything from me. Like I, when I got home from the hospital, I couldn't breathe. I would stand up and, 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 and try, you know, the only thing I could really do is go to the bathroom and back, you know, and I, I would take everything in me to do that, to talk. I had to like take breaks. Remember, you were there, you came and visited yeah. and I was real sick, but I was able to sing worship with you, wasn't I? Cause mm-hmm. God gave that back to me. Yeah. Barely. Awesome. I didn't have a lot of breath, but I did the best I could. And he's just so faithful, but I was so sick. And he just, I had to sit I, and listen, that was, part, it was the only, I couldn't even work. I couldn't do anything. So for a month, I was just sitting and I just got in my Bible and I was just reading scripture and he was just revealing things and he was just, the scales were being surgically removed from my eyes. Like they say the scales fall off your eyes. 
in the Bible. I'm like, mine had to be surgically removed. I was so blind. I was so blind to the things of, of the Lord and who he is. Now, Grace, I love him. I've always loved him. I've had faith. I just didn't know. And it, and it wasn't until I was really just digging in and talking to him and realizing the impact of how close I was to death. I had three different doctors from my hematologist and the ER doc and then my main doc when I was admitted to the hospital all say they have no idea how I'm alive. And then I have my God who says, you'll be fine. Mm. I love that. Yeah, come on. And so ever since that, you know, the Lord has just changed the way that I worship because I can't worship the same after something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all right, then. <laughs> all right, then. <laughs> what do you have for me, God? What do you, what do you leave me here to do? Because I am not going to tell you no ever again in my entire life. You are not going to hear the word no from this girl. And I'm going to, if you tell me to go, I'm going to go. If you tell me to do, I'm going to do. And, and it's not like he's bossy. But it's just so, it's so much fun to just, to just have such faith in him that, you know, he got it. Even the bad. And that's like, he's changing my thinking. Like, the other day I was like, you know, if you're in a car wreck, you need to be praising Jesus that you're in that car. And you know why? I have, I have crosses and the word to tell us that and the seven Hebrew words of worship and a dove and I wear a cross necklace. I have all that. Somebody's going to see. I got in this car, I got hit and hit somebody and it's going to be my fault and that's a bad thing. But they're going to see a cross and it's going to remind them of Jesus and they're going to go, I haven't been with Jesus for a while. And they might start going back to church because of that car. And I will never know that that happened. That doesn't matter. But praise him in all things, yeah. even that, you know, in the darkness and in the, all of the things, not just the good things. And so I'm just like, he just changed my perspective, turned everything around. And now it's just this, this realization and knowledge that, um, you know, that I've always known, but I think it's just, a, it's just a way, it's like something I've known, but now it's like, oh, but now it's, I can't, I can't hold it back. It's just pouring out. And, and I love it because he's worth it and people need to know and people need to be set free. I think this coming up, it's going to be your breakthrough. It's going to be a year of vision. It's going to be a year of restoration and redemption and, and Christ. He loves his people. Um, and there's a lot of people asleep or lost or broken, and, and they need to be just reminded of who they are in Christ and, and experience that joy that only He can give. And, it's gonna, and I want to be a part of that. I want, I, want to, I want to do whatever I can to be a part of that for Him, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at. So I started talking to you before I almost died about playing my. <laughs> yeah. And then after I got you know, kind of better, I was like, all right, let's do this thing. I ain't saying no. You know, this is what God has for me, then let's do it, you know. So it's been a real faith journey because, you know, we didn't know. We still don't know. We don't know really all the plans, but oh, yeah. we know no that way. he has them. He has them. <laughs> so yeah. all we need to know, he's in charge. Yeah. He's got this. We just do what he does. <laughs> if we knew everything, it wouldn't even be like, it would be not as, you know, like, organic and like raw and real like yeah. just, and then, you know even though it would be tangible we have these like places but like our journey would not be the same and yeah. like we've he we've, works in the miraculous <laughs> totally yeah and like we wouldn't be able to see the fruit of meeting people yeah. and having all these people like as far as like networking for both of us and like how does that right. look like in like the practical yeah. like and even funny thing for me like I do lift on this side as well and I've mm-hmm. met more musicians doing lift like <laughs> wow. in the I've been doing it for like t- 
two weeks now, and it's been hilarious cool. because I've met mm-hmm. a total of 30 artists. Like, I literally wow. drove an artist, a whole band. I drove into the Crystal Ballroom on wow. Saturday, and, like, they've been in a band for 25 years. And, like, I would, yeah. like if I wasn't their Lyft driver, like, I, they would not be performing a show. Like, and I, I, like, lug in a whole drum set, a whole guitar, like, in my car. Like, I drive a freaking wow. little sedan, and I'm like, let's get it. <laughs> like, let's just figure this all out right now. And it was, like, a huge mm. thing. It was, like, super fun. And I was wow. like, you know what? these are the things that like make this so much more tangible because I'm meeting these right. people. I get to like actually live life with them. I'm not just in like this little bubble where I'm like, okay, the podcast is like, no, like I'm out in the world. I'm doing yep. life. I'm pursuing like things. And then I'm also like yep. being able to take those things that people, cause I'm more or less like all about people, not about the stuff. Like I don't care about the yeah. stuff at all, um, but it's like having that, yeah place where i'm like hey like i want to like know your story like and your artist and this and this and this like where are you at and like i've had people say wait you're doing this like let me get you let me get on the podcast like next week and i'm like yeah, let's go yeah. like let me get your number Do let's it. talk like <laughs> yeah. that's more the space that we get to like play in because we're we're just part of this awesome journey like yeah. we're not in this yeah. place where we're trying to create a formula we're just taking it day by day and if we had an agenda we would be a lot more of jerks if we had an agenda to be like, okay, you have to subscribe to this podcast and you have to do this and we expect you to pay this much for this. Like, if we had that kind of like heart behind it, we would be pushing people away mm-hmm. instead of yeah. actually walking, walking oh, yeah. them that makes in sad. <laughs> into, the, into the arms of like what we want as a family. Because if no one wants to be forced into a family, that's just silly completely like yeah. we want to like actually have a family that loves being where they are so that we can actually yeah. go further and like actually have a sense of community and like be like hey like i want to go hang out over there and like they're doing this over here and like there's a worship night here mm-hmm. or whatever it looks like they're like they're gonna be like yeah let's go let's go let's let's go do this let's tell our friends about it like because if we're just telling people to do this because we're money motivated quote unquote we're not gonna do anything good other than just like make ourselves and everyone else miserable, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. No, and I love that the vision of Twama is really coming alongside. There's no competition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just coming alongside one another, loving on one another's gifts, you know, like, wow, it's really good. Like, and what, you know, encouraging people and just loving people. I mean, love, that's what it's all about, you know? So, pretty excited about that. I can't. I can't wait till we get to see the, the see it in the tangible, um, but I know that it's in God's timing, not ours. And so we're just being faithful and doing this podcast, and you know, like maybe you know, who knows? Maybe partnering up with with other people just get this thing going. It doesn't matter how, as long as it glorifies God, right? Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's gonna be so amazing to see what happens in twenty twenty. Yeah. We're just so excited. As you guys cannot tell, yeah. we are just pumped. And I hope that you guys yeah. have enjoyed 2019 yep. with us. And like, thank you for be, letting me be the last podcast to wrap, wrap up the year because that's awesome. But everybody go back and listen to all the other ones. Yes. They're all good. They're all, and the, the ones we've got to think about, the ones in the beginning, like we're so new. But they're so good, you know. And then they've just gotten better and better you know, as we learn and as we grow. And that's, that's what it's all about. You're not going to be perfect. But just get out there. Just yeah. get out there. Do your thing. Try. Just, 
Yes, exactly. Just try. <laughs> I think that's like the, yeah. the best word of advice to anyone. Like yeah. making a podcast, it's scary, mm-hmm. but it's so fun. Like after you yeah. go like little mm-hmm. hump of like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna say? Like yeah. you just don't really think about it, and you're like, yeah, I'm just gonna like listen to what I need to say and like actually listen yeah. to what I'm supposed to be saying. And then yeah. go from there. I think that's like more, yeah. more important because when you, when you take the yeah. pressure off, like it's it's yeah. authentic. It's not yeah. it's not an agenda, yeah. you know. And that's what we're not we're not pushing agendas around here. We're just pushing creativity and pushing love, and we're yeah. pushing our only agenda is that you encounter Christ's love. Like that's like the hope yeah. that you would continue like, to yes. do. Like you have know a who you Use are. Use it. <laughs> yeah. And utilize your gift time. in the best possible way. Absolutely, 100%. And I think that that is something that people really crave. And and then, you know, God will use it all the different ways he wants. And that's what it's all about. You know, people are going to come after it, and God's going to use it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. pretty awesome. We better wrap it up so people are like, okay, I'm tired of hearing about Amber now. Great, yeah, but right. Yeah, right. <laughs> moving on. Well, <laughs> but we I did want to say, like, I do want to say, if if people are interested in hearing anything else, anything more, um, y'all can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Amber O'Brien, O apostrophe B R I E N. Uh, DM me, whatever. Um, and also, I like say, you know, if you need prayer, or you're at a place where you're just like hurting and you just need an ear, man. Get all of me. I just, I love people. I love God. We're all family. Let, let's get together. Let's pray. Let's let's get this stuff, you know, prayed out and set free. You get, you get to get set free. So let's do that. And I, yeah, I have five kids and a full-time job and, and all these things, but that's so much more important than, um, you know, to make time for, like, my family. I make time for my kids. I make time for, but God and prayer and all those things, man, I'm here if you want you asked me to pray for you and I will pray for you. So. Yeah, and also to piggyback on that, feel free to use our social media platforms too for yeah. that. Like mm-hmm. PDX on Instagram, Facebook.com slash PlanetPDX. You can even go yeah. on our website, PlanetPDX.com and like leave a comment. Um, mm-hmm. If you're just like, hey, like I'm creative or I'm having this stuff or whatever, like mm-hmm. we really, really, really love you guys and we like want to like partner with you guys in prayer. Yeah. We want to be able to continue just to walk with you guys because that's what we do in family. And I think yeah. a lot of times, like, you can see this platform. You're like, okay, like, cool. Like, these people are really fun and exciting. But, like, we're just we're just people, like, and we just yeah. want so much to yeah. continue to walk alongside you guys. And as you guys get to know us more, if you already know us, you obviously know that we're very approachable. And we are also, yeah. like, yeah super kind yeah. and like we just have a lot of fun so yep totally and if there's somebody out there that's a creative and they want to be interviewed we have a sign up we have a lot of people <laughs> on the list it's kind of crazy um but yeah. you know there's room for more and we want to hear a story so yeah awesome way right, to do guys. the shout out nice job i'm so proud of you <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. We our shout out this this year is Jesus. So like, uh, amen. He is so good. And if you don't know him, 
contact yeah, one of us because we want to kind of speak like, to him. You if you want your life year, changed. I went through a lot of stuff this year. Oh, like, yeah, you did. Poyama. If you want your life changed, if you want the joy, if you want the joy that is so much better than any drug you could ever take, any alcohol you could ever drink, if you want to be set free, man, Jesus. <laughs> just say, just say Jesus. <laughs> oh, hey, we should go out on worship song. <laughs> All right. Amen, amen. We praise you. That's my song. All right, y'all. We'll see you in 2020. Woo! Woo! See you later. <laughs> Bye.